day five of our look together through Revelation chapter five. We're going to focus on verses 11 to 14. And as we see what happens in these verses, it's, it's an awesome picture of what this throne room is like. As I read these verses, just experience with me the grandeur, the, the greatness of this throne room. Verse 11, and then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. There it is at the end of verse 14, the center of the book of Revelation. If you want to understand the book of Revelation, you have to worship through the book of Revelation. It is a worship experience with God because we're with God together in heaven. And look at the size of this worship experience, this worship service. The Bible says there were many angels. In fact, John says, I could see how many they were. There were 10,000 times 10,000. Now, I'm not sure that he was able to count them. You couldn't count that high, but he could see the number was so great. If you could count that high, that's 100 million. Now, I've seen a million people, a million men in one place in Washington, D.C. a number of years ago. That was an amazing number. I can't imagine what 100 million would be like. This number was so large, you couldn't even take it in. And as if that were not enough, then then there's going to come some singing. And in that singing, John says, it's every creature in heaven, on earth, on the seas, all that's in them, all of them singing. I want you to get the picture of heaven here. Sometimes when you watch movies, you get the picture of heaven as being a pretty lonely place. You've seen the movies. They show a picture of a bunch of clouds, and then all of a sudden there's a lonely figure wandering around all by themselves with these clouds that are made by this dry ice in a Hollywood studio, and that's heaven. And then maybe he runs into somebody else every once in a while. Pretty lonely place. Totally false picture. The only reason Hollywood paints it that way is they can't hire 100 million people to staff this kind of a picture. That's what heaven is like. It is a full place. It is an alive place. Angels and people and every living creature glorifying God forever in heaven. What, what an incredible picture of heaven. It's not a crowded place. There's plenty of room in heaven. It is, it's an abundant place. It's a place that's filled with life. That's what we're looking forward to. And even bigger than that, even bigger than the hundred million and every living creature, even bigger than that. Look at the center of this worship service, the song of the angels. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. And then they sing about seven qualities, not surprisingly. Remember, seven is the sign of perfection throughout the book of Revelation. They sing about seven qualities of the lamb who was slain. Power, wealth, Third, wisdom. Fourth, strength. Fifth, honor. Sixth, glory. And seventh, praise. He is worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. This is the song of those millions upon millions of angels. And then every creature echoed 
this song of the angels. And they said to him, to the one who's on the throne and to the lamb, be this praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Now, by the way, for anyone who questions whether Jesus Christ is God, this is an obvious example that Jesus Christ is God. You don't give Jesus, who would be less than God, praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. No, we see the Trinity here. We see the Father and we see the Son. And we saw, as we talked about the seven spirits of God a couple of days ago, we see God's Spirit here at this throne. They're honored before God. And they're honored with these seven things. I want to go over those again because they're the focus of this worship service. They're the focus of who God is. And as you think about your day-to-day, as you look forward to what's going to happen in your experiences or you look back on what happened on the day-to-day, these are seven qualities that I know are true of God and Jesus Christ. These are seven qualities that I can hang on to today. And if nothing else is going right in my life, I can recognize that he is worthy to receive my praise for these qualities, but he's also worthy to give to me the strength in my life that comes from these qualities. You are worthy to receive, first of all, power. All the power in the universe is in God's hands. All human beings act like they have power sometimes. Maybe your boss acted like they had power today. But Jesus Christ, he's the one who holds the power in the end. And that's what we hang on to. He's the one who has the power. Jesus Christ is the one who's worthy to receive all wealth. All human institutions act like they have wealth. And your neighbor may act like they're richer than you are. You may read some story in the newspaper of somebody who is seemingly gaining wealth by unholy means. And you wonder, why can't I gain that kind of wealth? (laughs) The wealth isn't theirs. We borrow it for a moment here on this earth. And God gives some of us more and some of us less based on what he wants to do in and through our lives. But the truth of the matter is, it's all his in the end. All his in the end. Hang on to that today. All wisdom is his. You need wisdom for a decision? James tells us if you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give willingly. He'll give because he loves you. And he has all wisdom in his hand. He is worthy to receive our praise as the one who has all wisdom, but he's also worthy to give us his wisdom for that decision that you're facing right now. He's the one of all strength. There's probably something you're facing in your life right now where you need his strength his strength to face a circumstance, his strength to go through a difficulty, his strength to admit a problem in your life, his strength to face your own pride. I need God's strength for that one. There's a place where you need his strength. He has all strength. He's willing to give that strength into my life, in your life, not just in eternity, but also now. He's willing to receive all honor. There's a lot of things I can honor in my life. There are things that are worthy of honor. I need to honor what God does in family. I need to honor what God does through country. I need to honor the people that God has placed into my life. But in the end, it's all due to him. Any honor that I give to any person, any institution, the honor is his in the end. And if I'm honoring something apart from him, if I'm trying to steal honor from him and give it instead to something else, someone else, not recognizing that it was given by him in the first place, then I'm missing it. I'm missing the glory of God in my life. How could you honor him in a greater way today, recognizing who he really is? Because the next word is, what is all his to receive? All the glory. Every glory. I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to be the one who gets the glory. I like to be the one who everybody looks at and applauds. I think we all like that at times. And it's okay in the moment to receive encouragement from the fact that you might have done something that helped somebody else. But in your heart, you give the glory to him. 
in your heart, you recognize that he is the one who is working in your life and through your life. And when you recognize that, it puts everything in perspective. It helps you to do the last thing, the seventh thing. Power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. It's all his to receive. The praise will all go to him in the end. At the end, Philippians tells us, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory, to the praise of God the Father. We praise him because his is the praise for all eternity. And the praise that you give him now looks forward to all eternity. What do you need to praise him for today? I can say that all the praise is going to be his in the end, but the only way that's going to impact my life today is by remembering what do I need to praise him for today? What thing that he's done, what encouragement that he's given, what word that he's given me, what way that he's worked in my life. It may be something he's doing right now. It may be something you remember right now that he did years ago. How do you need to praise him? You see, this is what we're looking forward to. Standing before him forever. These seven qualities being spoken again and again and again of him who we praise. There's more than seven. The seven are given because they're a sign of the perfection of who he is. This song of every creature, it needs to be the song of my heart today. At the end, the four living creatures said amen, which means so be it. So be it in my life. At the end, the elders fell down and they worshiped. Let me be humble like that in my life so that I'm trusting in him today. Let's pray together. Jesus, wow. We are grateful for who you are. These qualities of power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. We recognize that that is what you will receive for all eternity. And because of that, I want to give you that right now. I want to recognize that the power and wealth are yours. I want to trust you for the wisdom and strength that you can give. I want to give you the honor and glory that's only due to you. And I want to do it all in a heart and an attitude of praise. I praise you for who you are, Jesus Christ. This throne room in heaven, I pray it could be taken into my heart, into my life, into my decisions this day. And I ask it in your name. Amen. You don't want to miss next week, chapter 6 of the book of Revelation, the scroll begins to be opened.